Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hi, this is George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Success really does favor the maverick. And I think right now, we need more mavericks in the world. We need to tap into our inner mavericks. We need to bring that inner maverick out into our life, into our business, and then push that out into the world around us. In a world that is increasingly censoring independent thought, in a world right now where people are criticized if they go against the official narrative, in a world where people are slandered, where they're discredited, where they have their careers destroyed, they get censored on social media. They don't get a look in on mainstream media just because they don't hold the same beliefs, the same values. They don't hold the same thoughts as those that are in power. I think it's increasingly more important that we are outspoken, whatever our opinions are. We don't have to like each other's opinions, but we want the opinions out there in the world. And you know what? We need mavericks. We need people that really go against the grain because that's how real substantial change happens in this world. The truth of the matter is, if you're out there, if you're not spoken maverick, then yeah, you know what? Success will favour you. History will revere you. But also, the system that's in place, the status quo, will often try and bring you down, will often try and silence you. When we look back through history, we see some incredible mavericks, and we look back now and we think of these people as absolute heroes. But let's not kid ourselves, they were not treated like heroes by everyone at the time. We look back in history and we look at, you know, Florence Nightingale, Mahatma Gandhi, Mother Teresa, all people now we'd look back and think of now as just incredible human beings. But they weren't considered that by everybody at the time. But of course, they brought in some incredible change. When we look back through just more modern, recent entrepreneurial mavericks like Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, again, do not think for a second these people had an easy time. Richard Branson was not accepted by the status quo, was not accepted by the people in power at that time. They didn't like him, his gung-ho, his cocky nature, his 1960s hippiness, if you like. They didn't like it, it didn't fit with them. And he's had to fight his way to become what he's become today. When we look at Quentin Tarantino, we look at Madonna, whether we're looking at business leaders, political leaders, musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, the stars that star in those films, the mavericks are the ones that all shine the brightest. And yet the world would have you conform. Society would have you conform. Our evolutionary principles that we've evolved with would have us conform. And yet clearly society rewards the maverick. Whilst at the same time, the maverick having to fight so hard in order to be accepted and to have that success in society. And I think at a time when we see unprecedented levels of censorship, at times where we see great thinkers, great speakers, people who dare to go against the grain, who speak their mind that might not necessarily be what those in power would want out there as a narrative, are being silenced, discredited and destroyed. 
I think it's so important that right now that we become our own maverick, that we stand up for what we believe in, that we speak our truth. A phrase, a term, a concept that I'd never even heard of before this year, virtue signaling. The idea of being seen to do the right things, being seen to say the right things, being seen to be on the right side of the fence. I've never even heard of this phrase before. I'm sure it's been around before this year. But fuck me, we've seen so much of it this year. I mean, I talk about daily nonsense sometimes to people. I read the news and let's be honest, there's been a lot of nonsense in the news these last eight, nine, ten months. And I often pull the stuff through, you know, and think, look, this is today's mentalness. This is today's absolute nonsense that the world is operating now, right? A level of nonsense that is almost um, unprecedented, I think, anyway. And certainly I've not seen it before, or it's certainly I've not been as aware of it before. And just the other day, I was watching a, I think it was a press conference from the White House, and the speaker came to the side of the stage, he was off camera, and the lady there that was obviously prepping him, she gave him his notes and handed him a mask, and he put this mask on, and he walked up to the podium, 15 feet, I don't know, five, six, seven steps. And he walked up to the podium, then immediately took off his mask before he even got to the podium to make it look like he was already wearing a mask. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what the fuck are we living in right now? Like, what world are we living in? I watch TV programs and there's a little sign that comes up saying this advert was shot before COVID or this program was shot before COVID because there's dared to have people touching each other on stage or people sitting side by side in the audience. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, number one, right? I mean, we presume that, right? I mean, I presume the BBC is not going to shoot a program today in the current climate and have people sitting side by side, arm in arm or having guests on the stage, you know, sitting two inches apart. I'm assuming that the BBC is going to have all its COVID regulations up to date. But the fact they have to put that fucking thing on, that warning to placate all the fucking arseholes out there that would get their pennies in a fucking twist, that would get their knickers in a twist because they're looking at something going on stage thinking what a bad example it is for the rest of the world. And this isn't, again, another rant about the state of the world today. This isn't another rant about what is going on in the world that I would call a lot of fucking nonsense, by the way. And if you've listened to any amounts of my podcast over the past, I don't know, six, seven, eight months, then, you know, I've been relatively outspoken about some of the shit that we're living through right now and some of the decisions being made and some of the acquiescence that I see in the world around me. But today, it's not really a rant about that, but it is in some ways, because when I look at these things that really disgust me, by the way, I, I, it disgusts me that we pander. We pander to people. We pander to a viewpoint. You know, this idea of virtue signaling, the idea that I have to be seen to align myself with a politically correct message, regardless of whether I agree with that message or have an opinion on that message. My daughters are really into 21 pilots. And now, if you don't know them, you may or may not like them, but I tell you now, they're really talented guys, probably the best concert I've ever been to, actually, with my kids. And during Black Lives Matter, there was real pressure on all stars to come out and speak, you know, against what was going on, against racism and speak up for Black Lives Matter, etc. And Tyler, I remember this, he, he didn't speak out and he was criticised quite heavily for not coming out. Now, he has his own agenda. He has his own causes, they're really big on mental health. They're really into depression and creating awareness around that. If you listen to their music and, the, and, the, and their songs, it's based heavily around that kind of message. It's very subtle. It's very cryptic, but it's in there. My daughters, who are way more up on this than I am, informed me that it's so. And he didn't. And he came out and just said, this isn't my battle. This isn't my fight. This is what we're fighting for. 
And he lost huge numbers of fans. Certainly got a lot of criticism at the time. And I really remember thinking, how fucking good on you. Like, I don't think he's a racist because he didn't speak up on behalf of Black Lives Matter or speak out against racism. It's just, you know what? He's got his cause. He's got his battle. He's got his mission, his vision, his purpose that he's fighting for. And other people have got theirs. And I really respected the fact that when it would be so easy for him and other people like him to do the virtual signaling and just come out and, you know, say the right thing and do the right thing and be seen to do the right thing. I really respected him as a maverick for daring to just speak his absolute mind, just to stand for what he stood for. He didn't speak up in favour, he didn't speak against it because it's not his battle. I'm sure he has his own opinions and I'm sure his opinions align with most of us. However, he didn't feel the need to share those opinions because that's not his battle, that's not his cause. And I really respected the hell out of that. But you know what? The pressure at the moment to be seen to do the right thing is unbelievable. I've spoken to many business leaders and they're bringing in all their COVID rules and they're bringing in all their COVID safety. And I said to them, I said, you know what? Be honest with me. Be honest with me. Big blue chip companies. I said, be honest with me. Are you doing this because you believe there's a real problem that you're solving? Are you doing it because you believe that it really does work what you're doing? Are you doing this because you need to be seen to do it? Every one of them has turned around to me and said, it's because they need to be seen to do it. You need to be seen to wear a mask. You need to be seen to have COVID safety. I watched uh, Britain's Got Talent and the act would need to make contact with someone's finger. I remember one guy, they touched fingers at one point, the act and one of the judges. And he called up stage and said, can you use the hand sanitizer? And it's like, you didn't have to fucking say it. You didn't have to show it. I assume, right? I assume Simon Cowell, Britain's Got Talent, one of the biggest programs in the world. I'm assuming they're COVID safe. Why show me that? Why put it into the act? Why make him put it into the act just to placate people who might judge it or might get their knickers into a twist? Does this make sense? Now, you might agree with me. You might disagree with me again. But once again, you know, I'm not here to upset people. I'm here because I want you to be successful. And believe it or not, the world we're living in right now is making it harder and harder for small business owners to be successful. And one of the reasons that I'm being so outspoken about what's going on is because the world is being crafted around us. There's a narrative, a story that's being played out around us. And we're playing out these characters in this story. And every time we acquiesce and every time we go against our own values and every time we do what we think we should do, regardless of necessarily whether we believe in it or not, because we believe we are going to be judged because... We don't do something or judge if we do do something or because it's the easy way out because, because, because in a world for me that is oppressive in that way. And again, it doesn't matter whether you agree with wearing masks or using hand sanitizer or anything else. My opinion isn't that. My opinion is why am I having to see someone specifically go out their way to demonstrate they're using a hand sanitizer when I'm presuming, right, that it's all taken care of. And the only reason they're doing that is to placate people at home a number of people, is it the minority, is it the majority? I don't know, either way, we are placating the worst thinking, lowest form of thinking person in society. The ones that are watching stuff, picking holes in stuff, judging things. And I think in a world that is what it is right now, we need Mavericks more than ever. It's so brave to speak up. It's so brave to be yourself. It's so brave to not go along with a narrative. It's so brave to share something that might, in inverted commas, get you in trouble in the world. And you know what? The world will not always immediately reward that maverick. 
But history shows us that the maverick is the one that is ultimately rewarded. When we just look at chefs in the UK, if you're thinking, I don't know, the top three chefs in the UK, I'm willing to bet that most people would probably come up with Gordon Ramsay, maybe Heston Blumenthal, and Jamie Oliver, perhaps. When we look at those three, and even if they're not in your top three, they're probably in your top five. When we look at them, they're all mavericks. Gordon Ramsay came out swearing, shouting, being offensive. A real maverick. We look at Heston Blumenthal. Absolute maverick in what he does. You know, he's cooking things you're not meant to cook. He's mixing things in a way he's not meant to mix. He's using chemistry in a way that no one's ever used with cooking before. Jamie Oliver came out as a naked chef. It's hard to remember how much of a maverick Jamie Oliver was considered to be. He was young, he was cocky, he was a bit of a rock star kind of vibe. His whole brand was the naked chef. And we look at him now and you might think, you know, he's like a middle-aged guy now. But you know what? At the time, he was an absolute maverick. And not all of these people are liked, are loved. Not all these people are supported in their careers. Quite often, they might be hated as much as they're loved. Quite often, they have to fight like hell to break free of the inertia, of the pressure of conforming. But when they do, they rise to the top consistently time and time again. When we look back through the history books, we look at people that broke the trend, broke the mold. We look at people that went against the status quo and they're the ones that changed the course of society. Now, not everyone is born to be a great leader. Not everyone wants to be a great leader. Not everyone has it in them to be a great leader. But we can all do our bit, right? We can all do our bit by just bringing that unique part of ourself to our life, to what we do, to our businesses, to the world around us. And in doing so, we can shape that world around us. Whether it's being outspoken on a podcast like this and maybe offending a few people, upsetting a few people, whether it's taking another level further and going out there and campaigning, whether you're out there raising massive support to challenge what's going on, whether you're a musician that is fighting for something, fighting for a revolution in the industry, or whether you're a musician that just works on the music in their own way and does what they want the way they want to do it without selling out to a big label. It's all versions of being the maverick. And my challenge to you is to bring that part of yourself that is a maverick, the part of you that feels silenced, the part of you that feels judged, the part of you that feels antisocial, disruptive, the part of you that you feel draws negative attention to yourself, the part you feel could force people to listen to you, for you to stand out. It's really scary, I get it. And I'm not saying that you have to go out there and speak out against what's going on in the world right now. For me, I feel I have to. I just feel I have to. Would it be easier for my life if I just sat quietly? Probably. Would it be easier for me to just go along with everything? Probably. I don't share a fraction of my views, whether that's on this podcast or in social media or to my groups. But I share what I feel I need to share, that I have to share, in order to feel authentic about who I am, authentic about the platform that I have, and feel like I'm doing my bit, my bit just to shed some light in the world my way, to share some of my thinking, so that some of that may rub off on other people, and that maybe I can be responsible for a part of the positive change that we need in the world, a part of the positive shift that is so needed right now to get 
our country and our planet back on track. For me, it's about the new entrepreneur era. For me, it's about a world where there are more, many, many more small businesses, successful small businesses who are small in stature but huge in numbers. I've shared openly on this podcast how I feel that what's going on in the world right now is rewarding big mega global corporations and punishing the small business. I see Amazon making more money and I see local shops shutting down. I see local bars shutting down, local cafes and restaurants shutting down. I see people losing their jobs, losing their livelihoods, losing their businesses. And I tell you now, we haven't even begun to see the damage that has been caused this year so far. And maybe there's a niggle in you, like there was a niggle in me, a niggle that things don't make sense, that things don't add up, that the price we're paying supposedly to keep on top of this virus is a price that is just too big. And I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. You don't have to agree with me, but I respect you for listening all the same. I believe history will look back and when we see the true price that we paid this year, we will realise that we have massively overspent. Massively. The price we've paid on society, on liberties, on our laws, on mental health, on cancer. When we look at the cost to the economy, the cost of education, when we look at the price that's going to be paid, not just this year, not just next year, but maybe the next decade, two decades, maybe longer, we're going to look back and I do believe we're going to realise that we paid too big a price for something. Again, you don't have to agree with me, but I would love you to respect me for saying it and I'd love you to respect my right to say it and I equally respect your right to disagree with me and I respect your right to stand up for whatever you believe in. And I believe in a world where we are going along with things that we don't necessarily agree. When we're following rules that make no sense to us. When we're living in a world where we're shut down for speaking an opinion or even questioning what's going on. When we see this in the world around us, what I see is a society, a world that is trying to dominate society and dominate in order to retain power and retain the status quo. And I firmly believe that the harder that the powers that be hold on to the status quo, the harder they push against and squeeze and suffocate free thinking and turn against that thinking and turn the population against itself, the more we need mavericks, the more we need people to stand up, the more we need to be heard, the more we need to stand up for what we believe in, and we have to do it in our own way. And in your way, it might be just to put a voice to a thought that you have, a question that you have, a challenge that you have about the current situation in the world. It may have nothing to do with that. For you, it might be going against the grain in how you do business, going against the grain in who you do business for, how you support people, how you market. Think about Richard Branson. He went so much against the grain. He upset so many people. I remember when he opened up his bank, I always remember looking at the small print. And he even said there, it was called the small print, whereas normally it'd be like terms and conditions or whatever it would have said back then, you know? Now, it's commonplace to have language like that. You look at, I don't know, a carton of drink and on the back it says the boring stuff, which is, you know, the ingredients, for example. 
It was unheard of. He was one of the first companies that I ever saw that ever, instead of talking to people in a formal way, instead of talking to people in a way that was accepted, he came and he approached people human to human that he used their language with them, whether that's banking, his airline, his record company, whatever it was, he brought that maverick to the forefront. You'd see him wearing his Union Jack waistcoat. You'd see his marketing stunts naked, hung over. I think it was Times Square, wasn't it, in New York, I think it was, where he was naked and suspended. I think it was in a box, I'm not sure, but I remember him being up in the air naked. Whether it's how he promoted his airline, he went against the grain, and we love him for it. But don't think for a second he had an easy ride. British Airways infamously tried to crush his airline. He's had to deal with a lot of stick over the time. But now we see him as one of the greatest. And you too, when you look back in time, will revere the maverick side of yourself. The side of yourself that went out and did things your way. The side of yourself that went out and was authentic in how they present themselves to the world, authentic in how they present themselves through their business to the world, through their business products, their offerings, their marketing, how you deal with your clients, how you price, how you position yourself. You too will look back and revere yourself as well, but not everyone's going to thank you for it. Not everyone thanks you for saying what's on your mind. Not everyone thanks you when you go against this concept of virtue signaling, when everyone wants you to do what you're meant to do to make them feel comfortable and make the world feel like, you know, this is the right thing and this is how we're meant to be and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the fucking guy getting his mask handed to him just off stage so he could put his mask on, do two steps, start to pull it off, get to the podium and then speak. You know, for me, in that moment, you're looking at it thinking, what the hell am I living through? What am I living through? If you wore a mask, I don't care. Wear a mask, walk up, take the mask off to do your talk. I get it. If you're not wearing a mask, walk up to the podium and do your speech without wearing a mask. There's no rule that says you have to wear a mask. So that's fine, right? But don't put on a mask off stage. Put it on to be seen to wear it, to take it off the net. Fuck you. Fuck you, right? Seriously. Because that is playing into the worst of what I'm seeing in the world right now. The worst of people placating the lowest thinkers in society to not upset people that are ready to pounce and nitpick. It's political correctness on acid, on steroids. It's next level. My challenge to you, out of all this me ranting about the world around me, is to find that inner maverick in yourself. Dare to be that person. Bring that person to life. Bring that person through life, through your business, into the world around you. Take the stick you're going to get. You'll find your supporters. You'll find those people who are magnetized by who you are. And ultimately, we know that fundamentally success favors the maverick. Nice one, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Once again, I know I went a little bit off piece there and had a little bit of rant about the world around me, but it's important for me. Um, it's important for me just to be authentic and for me to share certain things that I just feel are wrong in the world around me. 
And I always say this, if you agree with me, great. If you disagree with me and you're still listening, I respect the fuck out of you. It's too easy to switch off from the stuff we don't like. It's too easy to switch off from people who say something different to what we believe. It's too easy to condemn that person. And if you're listening to this right now and you disagree with me wholeheartedly, damn, I respect the hell out of you for that. If you are a small business owner and you want to take your business to the next level, don't forget Bigger Brighter Boulder's success groups is there to help you do exactly that. Whether you are launching a business, whether you are building a business, taking it to that first 100K, maybe you're doing 20, 30, 40,000 turnover and you want to hit that 100K in revenue. Or if you've broken the 100K, maybe you're doing multiple hundreds of K in turnover and you want to scale that business to the next level, then we have groups of ambitious business owners just like you. And guess what? Not all of them think the way I think. Not all of them agree with what I'm saying right now but I do know they respect the hell out of my right to say it and they respect me for my opinions and I respect the hell out of them for allowing me that. If you are interested in finding out how being in a supportive environment with clear goals, clear mission, with your pricing right, your modeling right, getting your pitch right, your sales right, your motivation right, your mindset right, being supported when things are tough, being rewarded when things go well. If you love the idea of being there in somebody else's corner as well as having many people in your corner, then why not go and check us out at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. If you want to have a chat with us, then talk to Tracy Miller, Tracy with an E, dot Miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. I'll drop those links in the descriptions of this episode. I'll also put in there some links to some other resources designed specifically to help you to grow your business and to level up as a business owner. I will see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 